0: Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit. Where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. Welcome back to another celebratory episode. Um, October is the birthday month of travel and shit. So I actually quietly celebrate it. With my partner this weekend, I realized I do a really shit job of marketing, advertising, uh, not my strong suit yet. Promise I am working on getting better, but um, we actually just went to brunch. We were uh, off for Indigenous People's Day because fuck Columbus, um, was off work. And we did brunch in Astoria. It was cute, enjoyed, 10 out of 10, recommend. And it was nice to just be outside on a really nice day. And it's kind of part of an extended version of just enjoying my city. I am low-key grounding myself with this travel. Um, I don't want to say with this travel climate because we'll get into it, but... France got some shit going on. Um, I don't want to be on anybody's plane. I'm terrified of bedbugs. Um, and yeah, not looking to do any particular points of travel. I mean, there's places I would like to go, but I can't say that the perceived risk to me is worth it. But before we dive into more on that, back to the celebratory, um, part of the podcast. This month, I've been having a really good time of having my listeners join me as guests on the show, because I feel like as much talking as I do, I always imagine who I'm talking to when I am having these conversations on my own, because it's one thing when I have a guest, right? I have someone to fucking talk to. But when I'm doing the solo episodes, I just imagine that my avatar is just myself. So it, brings my heart such a warm rush of joy to actually have a face, a beating heart. And this beautiful face is here with me again. Brittany, welcome, welcome back. I can say welcome back because you are actually one of my, you were, I think you were the first listener, other than like my mama, that was a guest. You and Tiffany were guests for the, revisioning, if you will. I remember we did a a time travel episode where we were kind of discussing like what eras of time would we as the Blacks (laughs) really want to go to? Would we want to go to the future? Would we want to go to the past? Like what would our fantasy travel look like? And I had such a fun time. And I'm so glad that you were interested in talking with me again. So, Brittany, welcome back. Please introduce yourself.
1: Thanks for having me. It was a really fun conversation. Um, I'm Brittany. Um, I'm not very interested. No, I'm Brittany. Uh, I also love to travel. And I'm Black as hell. Um, (laughs) And And very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I try, I try. Um, I am a... And I'm going to school to be an art and play therapist for kids with autism. Oh, that is so cool. I've survived abuse. Yeah, it's. Oh, wow. It's a lot. Um, yeah, I God am, bless. Man, I have a long way to go, but I've always loved working with kids. Um, I'm a part-time babysitter by choice. Um, and it's just a really good time. So I'm just hanging out with, with kiddos a lot, but also working an office job because grown-up. Right. you know, if
0: I can, uh, a little prayer for your spirit, because I know that kids in general is a, a rough demographic, but especially oh, yes. for kids that need so much extra help. Um, that is a lot. It is taxing, not just on them, but for the people that love them. So thank you for that work. And, um, continue prayer for your own, personal peace in dealing with that because I know what it's like to work in spaces where you're just constantly bombarded with bad news um it can be a lot so um thank you for that work and continued warm hugs for you for that one.
1: No, thank you so much I'm wondering you know at the end of it because I have to get my master's and everything still working on my bachelor's and I'm wondering like can I rough it out can I stick it out but I don't know. I'm a religious person, and um, I think it's my calling, so we'll Mm -hmm. see at the end, man. We'll see at the end of the journey.
0: I think through the journey, you'll also be able to find, I don't want to say tools, but like hopefully resources, but also just practices that best suit you as you grow through that process. Because it's one thing, it's kind of like, because I used to teach dance class, and- Um, you've got your baby class, you've got your intermediate class, and then you've mm-hmm. got like your teen class. That intermediate class was my sweet spot. I love the babies, but the babies are just extra clean. So they just want to <laughs> hug you. They want to tell you yeah. about their life outside of dance school. <laughs> they are picking their nose. They are chewing their toes. They we are crying. Cut. They're doing all the things at one time. And there's like 12 of them at once and it's fucking chaos. <laughs> but then you have <laughs> so the teenagers saying. Who are feeling all of those different emotions and directing them at each other, at you, at themselves, and they are just teenagers. Love y'all, but ooh, and They're so
1: scary, man. hello, these, these kids, these teenagers are a different breed. Like I can't,
0: yeah, wasn't my favorite group. Um, love them, loved them down, but the tweens were my absolute favorites. The tweens were my absolute favorites. Right in, I'd say, like 6 to 12. And that, yeah, like 6 to 12, not like the preteens because the hormones are there and, you know, that takes a little bit more patience. And that's what I meant by God bless you and all of the people that not only work with kids, but then work with the kids who sometimes need the extra love and the extra patience because, baby... They will try you. Have you ever traveled with kids?
1: Oh, my gosh. No. Um, mm. Kind of. No. Well, I was an au pair in Italy for three months. Oh, um, that counts. Girl, an
0: experience.
1: 23, 24. And um, it was rough. It was rough. So I didn't travel with them, but I traveled to them. Okay. Right, if that makes sense.
0: So they were a French family and you went there. they
1: were italian
0: even more interesting so they were just on holiday or something and you just met them out there to nanny for them
1: no so it's a wild story if you're down for that Um, go for it
0: (laughs) we don't got shit this is a free ball (laughs) conversation bro this is just talking to people that i feel like talk back to me when i'm talking every fucking week i'm here for it pull up
1: yes i love this okay so it was an experience. So this girl who I was like kind of friends with, um, mostly like an acquaintance or whatever, um, she went to Ireland and she did that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I think I could do that. Let me see. And so I joined this website called com, And um, basically, you make a profile. You say like, oh, I'm down to... I don't know, watch the kids, but not clean or mm-hmm. everything like that, and they give you like a stipend, um, and just like different. They some people offer their car stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Some people offer a separate room. Um, I was supposed to go with this family, but then they decided to go with another person, and they're like, "Oh, my brother needs you know needs a person and." I video chatted them. Uh, they seemed like super dope, and I was like, you know what? Let's do it. They paid. I paid my way there. They paid my way home. Um, okay. And they had was... your
0: return ticket booked before you went out there. How did that yeah. work?
1: Nice uh, so comfort. Okay. We decided like when. How long I'm gonna be there? Um, and then kind of went went that way. Okay. Um, and then. I, my main thing was like, who am I outside of Tristan, my husband, then boyfriend, Mm -hmm. Uh, who am I outside of Tristan, my family, like I'm super uh, reliant on them, but also super clingy, you know, um, Mm -hmm. the fix it person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what, I'm a bounce. Like, I'm gonna see who I am outside of them. And it was wild. It was wild. I was homesick. I lost a ton of weight. Because they don't snack. Like, that's something I didn't realize that I do. So they that family snack. in
0: particular or just the the spirit of you felt I'm like it was sure. more of a European culture thing?
1: I think it might have been the culture. Um, they eat, like, a ton of veggies, a ton of everything. Uh, the grandma of the mom or, you know, the grandma of the kids on the mom's mm-hmm. side. She had her own garden and would bring, like, fresh fruit and veggie. It was wild. It was so cool. So cool. Very difficult because the communication language barrier. uh, Really? They didn't speak English? They did, but they often, like, defaulted to Italian. Mm, Okay. Uh, So that was really, really hard. And I was nervous at first because I was, like, I'm black, bro. Like I don't know how this is gonna work. I don't know, you know, if they're prejudged. Nothing like that, but no. This the rugby uh, coach of the little kid uh, was black, and we went out. We went out clubbing and dancing. It was really cool. It wow. Was really
0: nice.
1: Yeah. So,
0: did you stay with them or did you just like stay nearby?
1: So I stayed with them. They didn't have um a separate room for me and they told me that ahead of time. So okay. I stayed on like a cot with the kids in the bunk bed. Um mm-hmm. they had a bunk bed, I had a cot. And okay. uh,
0: it
1: wasn't it wasn't terrible. It was it was pretty good.
0: So they were on holiday or vacation and this no, is no kind just lived of there
1: yeah kind of um they i think they did like summer school or something uh but they still had like a schedule of like oh we're gonna play rugby we're gonna do like certain activities and uh, we need you to be there with them and we specifically want you to just speak english around them Mm -hmm. and they ended up like learning a good amount um and it was wild like how, How long, long were, were you there? there? Three months. That's a shit ton of time. That's an entire <gasps> summer, man. I so I'm not gonna jump ahead. I know what our main topic is, so I'll get I'll get to that. But um, it, mm, I was so homesick. I was like every day, like I want to go home, and I'm like, shit, dude, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, taking this in, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. enjoying, but a huge part of me um, just figured it out. And I was like, I can do this. Like, mm. I could totally, I'm already here. The hell? Yeah. Like, I went to the top of the largest, like, what is it? Tower in their their little city, uh, mm-hmm. in their plaza. And that was like, I don't even know, like... 180 feet something too high like just <laughs> too, high. Too, too high I was like oh my god these stairs are wild and the other people were like Dee-doo-doo. I'm like no no like panic mm, chaos yeah, yeah 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 I think the walking dead when they like go up the stairs and it's just like a big old oh girl old... I don't do zombies
0: no. never seen it
1: I feel you I feel you I that Basically is the one little, huge thing
0: hole Oh, <laughs> no,
1: yeah. no, 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 I would no.
0: never survive a zombie apocalypse. Absolutely oh, not. Same. Absolutely I, not. That, that I know many things about me to be true. That is
1: <laughs> undeniably
0: one of them would now wait. I will categorize as as if it were just me, if I were mm. alone, absolutely not going to make it. If I had yeah. somebody else, I felt like I had to protect or save.
1: Oh. That
0: that I can categorize. I am a nurturer, and I know that about me to be true without question. If I feel like I need to protect you, or if you are someone that I just for some reason feel protective over, I mm-hmm. I got you. You're good. Me on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna see me, baby. Say bye. Like, that's it. <laughs> like this no, is it
1: done. It. I'm done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, like I don't awesome. know what we were watching. But it was something where they had to leave, because every once in a while, and hi mom, we agreed to do like a scary, it's spooky season, and I love scary yeah. movies. I'm just a fucking bitch. I am such a punk. I, I, my partner lives with me. He is strong and he does not fucking play. So, I, and I know he don't play about me or this dog. Yeah. So it's like we're good in this household but i am still terrified to watch it because it's all in my head and i and i feel like that's a lot of why sometimes we i don't want to say tense up but why a lot of experiences and travels tend to um to worry us because we're caught in our head as to what could possibly happen exactly. we're just writing the story as to what it could be as opposed to the information that's right in front of us. I understand all these movies to be fake. I understand all of these to be actors. I understand FX makeup. I understand, (laughs) I understand scripting. I'm a very logical and intelligent woman. However, that logic and intelligence will weave some stories. And as long as there is a story in my mind, I'm going to be terrified. And I truly believe out of all the monsters that, zombies could absolutely be real zombies witches um like if i had to absolutely say that i could oh that's a really interesting one like where would you not necessarily where right because mm-hmm. i can't even say that i would be that like universally knowledgeable about destinations and locations to answer this but like what kind of monsters do you think you could encounter in your travels right like I remember I had um I don't know if you caught this episode there was an episode where about cryptids if you will where I had um Ken and Hi Ken such a sweetheart <laughs> and she was talking about how we were basically talking about how different regions have their own monsters have their own lore and um I know you're a fan of monsters so yeah. what <laughs> monsters would you possibly be hyped to see in your travels mm-hmm. and maybe, like, fucking terrified to see. Me, off lim- the zo- zombies, not, not fucking with the shits. Witches, I believe in. Witches are real. So, and I mean, I'm not even talking, like, movie witches and the bullshit. Like, witches are real. Like, like witchcraft exists.
1: Or actual?
0: I think actual magic exists.
1: Really?
0: Fucking, you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> Degrees no magic is magic is real. There's no way that magic is not real. Okay. Doesn't maybe exist in the ways that it is generally perceived, but I absolutely believe in magic. Like, I just have to. It's the heart in me just has to, and so I really think that of all of the monsters that I can think of outside of like supernatural monsters, right? Like, yeah,
1: paranormal. Stuff yes,
0: because like ghosts also real.
1: Mm, I don't
0: fuck with that. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that I don't like the things that I absolutely to be true, like the things I believe to be true are the things and the energies that I don't play about when I'm traveling. Like I'm not, I'm very respectful of resting places, certain memor- like memorials and stuff mm. like that, because I do believe that, you know, energies do exist in spaces like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me too. So it when you go when i go to even churches per se um i don't know if it was what was the movie with tom hanks the da vinci code where okay. a lot of the um like the churches i don't know if it was the da vinci code or Am- angels and demons but one of them dan brown book movies um where they had the, like the not just the catacombs but like <sighs> what do you call it? Goddamn, I have you words <laughs> um, where they intern, like, they bury the bodies. Like there's a specific word yeah, for yeah. it, but you I know what they the have.
1: Catacombs. You go down and do the, like the tours. The, the catacombs is
0: like a thing of its own, but like certain churches have like, not just relics, but you know, internments of body- like there's sacred places. And just because you can't see it or just because you're not um, aware of something's existence does not negate The existence of a thing. And so my belief is that a lot of holy places tend to have other parts unknown, if you will, to them that are necessarily outside of the public reach, but still exist in some sense. So I take um, holy spaces seriously. People come there and release a lot of energy and share a lot of energy wherever two or more gathered. I am there. So I don't think exactly. that that's necessarily just in Christianity. So mm-hmm. I think that that would exist across all belief. Um, I'm welcome to believe that anybody could make that happen in whatever they believe in. Um, so I don't play about those spaces. Like I tend to be very respectful in how I carry myself and interact with people in those spaces because mm-hmm. of that. So like, what do you think? that your perception on monsters has to do with maybe (laughs) how you interact or how you move in your travels.
1: I think, like, piggybacking off of uh, what you said, um, I think that's really an amazing way to think, you know, when you are in those holy spaces, because for me, I'm a Christian, and I'm like, you know, I'll pray in there, and I'm like, wow, this is gorgeous, this is beautiful, but I don't think of, like, the energy, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that people uh, bring and it could be negative um, and they could, you know, get positive like that definitely exists. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start thinking about that um, in terms of monsters. Ooh, like what monster can I handle? You-
0: OK, start there.
1: Oh, I'm also a little bitch, bro. Like, (laughs) I love it. I love it so much, but, oh, God. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Okay, what I can't handle is, like, possessed little kids. Ooh. Mm -mm. Possessed, like, nah, man, it's not, it's not my jam, paranormal activity, like, I've seen it, all that stuff, and I know it's not real, but, um... Like, if I woke up and my husband was just standing over me, like, um, watched me for, like, hours. Divorce. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. Sorry. Holy spirit. Like, activate. Like, I'm good. I'm Gucci. Uh, Stuff like that. But in terms of what I could handle. Oh, is there anything? Oh, I don't know how to say it. It's la... Lorena, Lorena Okay, the crying woman. It. Yeah. Liona yeah. or something like that? Yeah, I think I think so. I think it would be I don't wanna see her, but mm-hmm. I think it would I think we could be friends for a second, you know, just for <laughs> okay. a second. Uh Freddie, you know, I don't know, I'm in between type of thing. I don't know. I watch a lot of scary movies, man. A lot of scary movies, so it's it's really hard like
0: what's your go to for scary movies? Do you do um monsters or do you like do you do 'cause I feel like there's a difference between psychological thrillers yeah. and horror when you when people say scary movies, I feel like the um, a lot of times they don't necessarily distinguish the difference because I think that there are like that's a very over
1: overarching, it's a broad yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: it's a broad brush to paint with and I personally could sit through, I think, a horror before I sit through a psychological thriller. I'd be more inclined to watch a psychological thriller because Mm -hmm. I believe in those stories. I find the story in those a little more easily. Yeah. Excuse me, than I do in horror because horror is just like, all right, for example, like a Saw or um, Final Destination or something came to mind. Yeah, yeah. And then also, it's like, why do we watch Final Destination on like bus trips? Or why do we watch Final? De- I don't know. I don't know That's why funny. that. I felt like the last time I watched that, it was absolutely on a bus trip someplace. Wow! Oh but my god, no horror no. movies. Even though I know they're, those are the easiest for me to process in terms of this is fake. I'm good. But psychological thrillers, I will never forget. My mama and I went to go see Gothica in theaters
1: oh my god oh yeah Gothica with holly berry
0: yes and um what's that man name from that show rock um i cannot remember his name Ooh, but i, I see no his idea. face uh that shit was terrifying
1: did and it, mess, it mess you up
0: girl when i tell you we left that theater shook and we was just like yo straight to the fucking car no games because of course it was nighttime when we left Yeah. And so we like <laughs> book it like I own a prize we're not yeah. dilly dallying yeah. none of that let's get to the car when I tell you we got to the car there was a ticket on the car my mother didn't even she generally my mother's like what, what? she was just like grab it let's go grab the <laughs> ticket got in the car she's like we will look at it later baby let's <laughs> go and same type of time we were so freaking scared I and see that is something that you can convince me it could absolutely happen. Yeah. I absolutely some I absolutely believe something like like a possession, like you said. I absolutely believe those things um can happen. That's why I'm also kind of and oddly enough, like in nature, I touch everything, right? Like I'm good mm. to touch a tree. I'm good to touch like physically. Like, yes. Like to touch a wall in like if I'm going on like a hike or something, like a nature hike, I remember mm in Guadalupe. I was going, cause I was just going through those pictures not too long ago. And I was like, Oh, it was so beautiful. Was the last like real international trip that I took. And that was January, 2019. And I'm looking at some of the pictures and I'm like, um, at not a, not a lighthouse, but it was kind of like an old mill, an old fort. Like it was a lot of kind of old shit going on along this nature walk that we were going on. And okay. so there were a lot of like Rubble, debris, like remaining structure yeah. pieces yeah. and walls and stuff. And so like I'm touching the walls to this. Oh, this was a jail and this mm-hmm. was this. And so I will touch a wall, but I feel like when it comes to other personal items, if that makes sense, like, I don't know. I think
1: I think so. Things that
0: personally belong to someone, I feel like I'd be a little more hesitant to touch. Versus
1: like someone
0: that like passed yeah like Absolutely for example not. if there was mm-hmm. gonna be um like the bed of someone that like you're visiting like an old house and if for whatever reason you could touch like the headboard or something i don't know if i'm yeah. gonna touch that
1: mm-hmm. but that like the <laughs> like...
0: wall of a house like i think of in inan- i will more likely touch an inanimate object Mm -hmm. versus something that belonged to someone i will touch a tree before i touch you know someone's book yeah that kind of stuff like i feel like personal items carry just a little more of that
1: possibly or just energy that
0: i don't know what to do with i can't do nothing with it i don't want to bring anything back home i don't want any of that um have you ever had like a scary kind of experience while you were traveling
1: um mm, while i was traveling not while i was traveling no in my life yes like ghost, ghost type go of for it thought. um uh, it might sound dumb but when i was a kid i have a twin sister identical and really yeah i didn't know i did you. not know that hi Holy. twin <laughs> yes her name's Courtney. um oh is it
0: Courtney cool. with a k or a c a c i have a cousin with a c i have so many courtneys in my life really c. cousin is a court two cousin courtneys and they're both with c's best and i have a best friend who's a courtney with a k my brother is a best friend courtney with he's a c so many courtneys but go ahead girl
1: that's Hi, so courtney. insane yeah she's she's dope i'm gonna let her know let her know to to listen uh but yeah, it was just me and her, you know, and in the hallway of our house, of our mom's place, Um, I think it was like my great grandpa died uh-huh. and he would like flicker the lights like a lot, all the time, all the time. And it wasn't like, oh, the light bulb is, you know, uh-huh. going out. It was like three times and then not at all or like mm-hmm. four times and then not at all. And it was so creepy and my mom she was just like stop like you know and um then we started saying stop stop like this is creepy. Um but we knew it was him cuz he's the last person that that died that we saw. It was so weird dude like wow. Mm, mm, not a joke. It sounds but it's true. No,
0: no it's no no, no. I don't think it sounds wild at all. I saw a ghost in my parents house. Um, I don't remember what it was, but I'll, I bet you I never came down to make no microwave popcorn at night again.
1: Um, oh my God, no. What I came happened?
0: down the stairs. And so the way like the house is set up is kind of mm-hmm. like if you sit in the kitchen at the like, because there's like a little breakfast nook. So if you sit in the breakfast nook, you can see through the entire house. Basically, you can see straight okay. through to the dining room and then to like, the living room and the front door. So you can't necessarily see into all the rooms, but you can see like you can't see the totality of all the rooms, but you can see into the rooms. Right. Okay. So when you come into the kitchen and you enter, It's kind of like you're, you can't see, like in the kitchen, when you're in the kitchen and like at the microwave, at the sink, at the stove, like in the body of the kitchen, you can't see any of the other rooms. The only way you can see into those rooms is if you go stand in front of the door or sit in front of the table, which is in front of the door. So that's my point in describing that because in the kitchen, you're fine. You have no clue what's going on in the rest of the house. So I'm making my little popcorn (laughs) and I go goofy me and sit down at the table And then for some reason, I'll never, like, I look up and I look directly through into the, and the rest, the whole house is dark. It's just the light Mm -hmm. on in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I look into, like, the dining room, living room area, and there's, like, a woman in white just, like,
1: Mm -mm.
0: standing in there and... It was like I couldn't see features. I didn't know who this because my great grandmother died in the house, so I've Mm -hmm. always like heard stuff in the house. Like if I'm in there by myself and I'm my room is in the attic. If I'm in the attic, I would hear people like I could hear walking on the stairs, but knowing good and well, there's nobody in the house but me, and that never really creeped me out because it's like it's an old house, so you expect some kind of creaks, and then it's just like all right, well somebody's coming up and down the house. Don't fuck with me, and I never felt unsafe. in mm-hmm. that house, not even brave. It's just, no, I'm protected there. Like, I'm covered there. Mm-hmm. It's like, my great grandma's yes. not gonna let nothing happen to me. Like, I'm good. Like, yeah. I try, she's not with it. Like, I already know. I've never met her, but I already know. Like, she got me. So I've never been, like, afraid or scared of anything in the house that mm-hmm. I would hear. But this was the first time I've ever seen anything. And it was the only time I've ever seen anything. But that scared the absolute utter shit out of me. And I ran into the kitchen real quick. And then it's just like, what's your move?
1: You know what I mean? Like, now
0: the fuck what? Now what do you do? And I wasn't like, I was about to say, I wasn't like a child child. I was probably home from college or like, you know, I I was between 18 and 21, I'd say. So
1: you could handle. Yeah.
0: So it was like, at this point, Handle is a strong word, baby. Handle is strong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a reach.
0: But it's just like, okay. At this point, you're at the age where people expect you to handle it. Like, it's kind of oh. like you don't just stand in the kitchen and be like, mama. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like somebody come <laughs> down here. At this point, it was just like, all right. So am I going to take the popcorn? Or, like, do I even want the popcorn anymore? I don't even remember what I did with the popcorn. <laughs> I probably just like ran up the stairs, like through, and I think I might have turned the light out.
1: Girl, mm-hmm. I don't even
0: remember what happened, but I will never forget seeing that. Like, I don't remember what my response was. I can't even honestly say that I clearly and definitely, definitively remember what my response was, but. I will never forget seeing it because I have heard a million things, but never seen anything. And I told my mama and it was just like, girl, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, all right, well, she ain't do nothing. Like we're cool now, apparently, you know what I mean? But yeah, shit like that. It's just like, you can't untake that experience from me. Yeah. So it's just like, of course I take that shit seriously. Like when I go other places, have you ever like considered like, I don't want to say like a pilgrimage for it, but like, um, like going or visiting places for the occult, like I know dark tourism is a thing, and that's one of the things like um, that's an episode that I'm quietly in the background working on. I have like mm-hmm. my ideal way that that looks, but then I'm kind of playing around with other ways that I could do a dark tourism um episode. I did that's one with blue with the uh, with Bruce Leroy. He'd done a trip to um Chernobyl. Um mm, I think okay. oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know if I could do there. He like as far as you can go in terms of visiting the blast site and all of that stuff. He'd done a trip mm-hmm. there. He actually I don't know if it's still up, but he had a um pretty interesting YouTube video about his experience there. That was from like years ago though, because I remember I interviewed him probably in, like, 2018 or 19, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But um, so that to say, I don't know if there are certain places that I could bring
1: myself to visit.
0: Yeah, what about you?
1: Yeah. Hmm. I think, because uh, I don't know a lot. Um, like, are you talking about, like, real real stuff or like um tourism like uh what a mm, mardi gras louisiana
0: okay um i think i know where you're going so like the ghost tours and like so i would absolutely do a ghost tour i would do that but i mean like would you ever travel someplace for um to experience i guess if you will not experience but to visit the place of like mass casualty or oh, um I feel
1: it. You know what I mean like yeah, for like example that history that's like traumatic.
0: Yes. So the first place that comes to mind for me mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily think gets a dark tourism uh label is like the world Tra- the world trade center. Yeah. Uh, memorial. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I worked down by there. And I remember Mm -hmm. when it was like erected, my cousin, she's still in the Navy, Lieutenant JG, (laughs) proud of my boy. And I remember Fleet Week, the Freedom Tower had just gone up and they were opening like the first tours to military, well, Navy, military, um, close friends and family, like immediate Mm. family. And so shout out to the girl that was like, so you're domestic partners. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) We are in love for so long. Have a great trip. Appreciate you, (laughs) sis. Like, all right, no cousin doesn't count, but like if you're a domestic partner. So, um, and I don't want to say it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful memorial. I will say that they did a very beautiful job of respectfully memorializing what occurred. Mm. Um, so it didn't necessarily feel like it was visiting the site of mass chaos and yeah. death you understand yeah. whereas yeah. something and also i think in fairness because there's still so much going on around it like life is now existing and happening yeah. in such close proximity whereas opposed to some place like chernobyl
1: mm-hmm. dead
0: desolate and that's it you know um so i think there like places that are a little more vibrant and have more of the memorial I feel, feel is yeah. not exactly what I'm going for, but someplace, for example, like visiting um, Auschwitz or a concentration camp. That's um, exactly
1: what I was thinking. Um, would you visit something like that? Or
0: have you ever visited some place that has had like a, a memorial designation
1: before? I have not. Um, mm-hmm. I have thought about Auschwitz, but... I don't think I could handle it. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't know if this is like super controversial, but um I would do you I don't know if you saw, but this oh, fucking bitch she um Excuse took me? slave quarters uh that were like on plantations which that's what I would want to want to visit like plantations and see, like, cond- the conditions that our people were mm-hmm. living in, had to live in. Um, that's what I would want to do, but this motherfucking bitch. She, um, took took the, took the quarters, put plumbing, put all the shit in there, the and Airbnb. rented it as an Airbnb! Do you remember that? Did you hear I that? I do.
0: I did. Oh my
1: god. Yeah. I was like...
0: Hardline. Ah. Hardline. That,
1: that... That pissed me off, but that's a hard that's, line I, that's what I would want to do, just like kind of see uh, okay see I would what recommend our to go through you know
0: I would recommend then, um especially since you mentioned New Orleans, we did actually that at the Whitney plantation in right outside of New Orleans. I can't remember exactly. What the area was called, but you could look up the Whitney plantation and Mm -hmm. they do a beautiful job of respecting the history. You can enter into um, actual slave quarters and they do a great job of pointing out what is a restoration, what is, um, an existing structure from what previously used to be there. They'll point out Mm -hmm. this is an, this is a structure that was originally there, but it has been moved from X location to this location, or this is an original structure. And then these, um, improvements were made to it because the plantation itself actually transitioned usage through the years Mm, like it was a slave plantation during that era but then as time grew like as time went on like the actual um usage of the property of the grounds has been other things since then um or it was it that they had um not indentured workers but um the one where you'll never get out of your debt. I can't think of what it's called, but like you're farming Ooh. and it's like the
1: like you have to work to pay off the debt that's Yeah, but
0: and deal. and it never goes out because they're <laughs> lending you your um it's a thing. Um but I would I suggest there Whitney Plantation. Um they did a really great job again like the World Trade Center Memorial. It was not for a profit the way that Airbnb Mm -hmm.
1: was Mm -hmm. done.
0: Um, It wasn't disrespectful, gross, or callous. Um, It was more of a, you come in here and you understand the profits that are made from your patronage and from your gift shop purchases to go back into funding the preservation of this property, as well as the um, compensation of the tour guides, I would assume, and the people that work on the grounds and the property. But um,
1: it was,
0: that was absolutely a really, um, it was heavy, but it was, it was also like as good of an experience as that, as that can be, if you right, know, right. like that's, that's a heavy one, but it was, it was, um, well done and received well. I, I um, it's hard to say you enjoy, you know what I mean? Like saying, oh, I enjoyed no, it.
1: It's a little I weird, I, but. I think I've heard of it because I've been trying to plan a trip to New Orleans for maybe five years and it just never executed always something happened and I did I think I saw that and I was like I have to go here for that like yeah not for visiting oh la 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 but mm-hmm. to learn you know yeah like, they make it very easy of, like, to consume that info that you know what I mean like yeah we don't we don't have a lot of places that are I, I don't know how to explain it
0: I'll drop you know the um I mean the link to that in the description box as well. So I'll include the link to, I mentioned the episode with Ken, I mentioned the episode with um, Bruce Leroy and I also had the episode with the Whitney Plantation. I'll put those in the description box for anybody listening if you wanted to check those out. Um, But since we're on Monsters, like what is like, What does your love of monster originate? Like, why do you love monsters? What is like? How do you engage with the monsters? What's
1: your jam? It started with zombies, man. It really did. I know. What was your zombie movie? Um, oh my gosh, twenty eight days later. Okay. And then twenty eight weeks later. Mm -hmm. uh, And then I think we watched the
0: original one. Um, Yeah. Was it the Portuguese one or something like that? Quarantine or something? Uh Was it quarantine or it's so I I could be misremembering the movie. I'd have to ask Jay, but there I think that's the one that's a remake of a European version and Goofy Us. This is testament to how much I love my man. We watched (laughs) it in somebody else, like in an Airbnb in North Carolina,
1: and no,
0: no, (laughs) no. Should have known better. But the ship was good. It was good. Like, you know, there was enough dialogue and story, you know, to yeah. draw me away from the fact that there was zombies. But um <laughs> proud, yeah. of I'm proud of that, you. Proud of you. Me too, gross. girl. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't t- I haven't dabbled in that in a while. But um, yeah, those,
1: Scotty. I believe those could happen. Look at COVID. Yeah, no, seriously. It it uh it was so such a gross thing to admit but i hoped that people turned into zombies i'm like (laughs) apocalypse let's do this man i've been planning for this even though i'm probably gonna die you know yes uh but yeah yeah it started with zombies um and kind of a little bit of like final destination but that's more thriller psychological Mm -hmm. um but it started there and then just started watching crazy stuff and then insidious came out Ooh. and i was like hmm, i don't know about that um now i'm like it's not it's not that that scary it's not that serious uh but scary, back scary. then <laughs> back okay. then did you grow? grown i matured no, uh, <laughs> back then it was like super scary and i enjoyed being scared and then me and Tristan just started watching like all these scary movies together. Um and I'm in his office right now and he's got like a ton of different posters and uh there's scary stories to tell in the dark that you know based off a of book. Um pet cemetery, mm, uh I reanimator that. which I was like As so I have a little brother And I watched it when he was, like, I don't know, four or five. And I was afraid of him. Isn't that wild? Like, I was afraid of him because I was like, what if he gets possessed? Like, is he really, like, the Charlie that I remember? (laughs) So wild. Yo,
0: the kid versions of us have told us some wild shit, man. The
1: lies. The lies. Just like you were saying before, like. I know it's not real, but mm, is it, though? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of snowballed, and mm-hmm. um, now it's my favorite movie type. Like, I don't like, you know, romance or anything like that. Psychological and physical horror, I don't like unnecessary, like, violence, you okay. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, slasher, like, there's the classic ones, but I don't like unnecessary killing. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of- Give me a story. The story. A dialogue yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. um, My favorite movies are Korean films. Okay. Because they just know what they're doing. Like, oh my gosh, they're they're so scary. Um, my favorite one is Gonjiem, uh, Haunted Asylum. Ooh. And mm-hmm. basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what you think. These people, these young people, are like, "Oh, I'm gonna go on YouTube or TikTok, and I'm gonna stream, and we're gonna like, yeah, yeah. you know, f- figure it out and see if these monsters or spirits are here. They always are." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I even watched the Blair Witch Project, like super sidebar, and that was scary. That shit was now scary, imagine dude.
0: when it first came out. It oh my gosh! Was a fucking time. It was a time. I will. I have a very loose memory of yeah. the movie. You,
1: did you watch it?
0: So I think it took me a while to get to it. I was probably. I I don't know why in my mind Blair Witch Project came out in like ninety nine. Let's see, let's Google when it came out.
1: Blair, like the nineties, definitely.
0: Late nineties, early two thousands, maybe two
1: thousand and two. damn, I'm good with this. Fuck
0: me, nineteen ninety nine.
1: Okay, see so you know what you're talking about.
0: Sometimes, what's that? Um, Ron <laughs> Burgundy, not Ron Burgundy. It's one of them. Um, Anchorman quotes. Sixty percent of the time, it works. All the time, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So in ninety nine, I was turning what 13, 14? So mm-hmm. I had no real business, like, really watching a movie <laughs> like that, Um, if mm-hmm. you ask me. <laughs> However, um, I think I remember being, like, at my dance school and hearing, like, my cousins and my friends talking about, like, that is what I remember. And I don't uh-huh. remember. I remember all of, like, the buzz. I remember the do you think it's real? Or it's so cool. Or like, oh. you're really in, like, it feels like you're there. So I remember the buzz around yeah. the movie more than I remember watching the actual movie. Like yeah. I remember watching, uh, my mom was a big uh, Stephen King fan and oh, like okay. the early scary movie. Like I don't do clowns. I don't do clowns. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. Um,
0: and I, it wasn't even it that did it for me. That like, punched me in the face solidified it (laughs) um but I never fucked with clowns Mm, never banged mm. and it was wild because my grandma had like these weird clown dolls hanging on the wall in the the bedroom there and it was just like why are these here so it would always take me so long to go to sleep because I would always just like be staring at them because it's just like
1: (laughs) what if they move yeah hello
0: Mm six-year-old me was pretty fucking convinced dolls same Um, thing hated the shits I'm I hope they're burned someplace if I ever <laughs> that, find them shits in the house absolutely um like that's something that I would probably want to gift away just in case that you know like when they say like you throw it out and it always comes back kind of thing
1: <gasps> that reminds me of like Annabelle or some shit
0: and I've never seen that but I just know the trope you understand know oh like I may yeah. not have watched all of the movies but I'm familiar
1: yeah. I am yeah, yeah, aware
0: yeah. so if I found them them shits has got to be given away. They have to be <laughs> gifted so yeah. that they don't find their way back. But Pet Cemetery, um, I remember watching that as a kid and being like, what? Mm-hmm. The birds was scary as fuck to me as a kid. It was just, no, oh, I never seen the that. Birds. So good. So, so yeah. good. A lot of the classics are really, I um, went through a really fun Hitchcock phase in college, but um, that ended up being something that we had to revisit for um, one of my classes. But Birds, oh. I remember being one of the first scary movies I watched as a kid. And I'll never, I think it was Serpent in the Mist or Serpent in the Rainbow. Um, mm. It did such, let me look it up. Sir.
1: Never heard of that. Serpent
0: in the Rainbow. So it's a movie about, yep, Serpent and the Rainbow. It is a 1988 American horror film by Wes Craven and starring... Bill Pullman, and it's um, loosely based on a nonfiction book, the same name, blah, 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 recounted its experiences in Haiti investigating the story of um, an allegedly poison buried alive and um, revived with a herbal brew, which zombies, voodoo, zombies, oh Haiti. So when I tell you little impressionable me who didn't know any better was so terrified of like voodoo. And Mm -hmm. you couldn't tell me that there wasn't going to be like, like a a voodoo doll or something wasn't going to be the end all be all. Like, were you scared of uh, quicksand? I don't know if generally, generationally, that's a little bit different. I spent so much time preoccupied about quicksand and the Bermuda triangle. I feel like that was mentioned like on a past episode, but it's like the things that scared us as kids. I remember thinking like that some way I would have to like, Big me, like little me, was thinking that adult me eventually might have to come into contact with the Bermuda Triangle and was just like so worried. Fucking ridiculous. Insane. But like Serpent in the Rainbow, that was one of my first um, zombie movies. And I was just like, okay, voodoo, Haitian, Haiti, never going to Haiti. Um, That really did a number on me. And the zombie thing was just like, oh, yep, nope, nope. The oh, Michael Jackson thriller. That shit you fucked with me, me for a while. Oh my god, it's I used to like hide behind the pillow. And I would still watch it though oh, because no. it was MJ. It was so fucking yes. good. But for, like, Thriller, I would, like, hide behind the pillow and peek around and watch it. And then there were, like, the fun parts of the video on the roller coaster and shit like that. And when Bubbles yeah, yeah, was yeah. in there, was, like you, you watch the fun shit. But then, like, the scary shit. I used to be terrified. I was such a scary
1: kid. That's something that I hear a lot, though. Like, that's, that's not uncommon. Like, when it first came out, people were, mm-hmm. like, super, super scared about it. So I feel that.
0: I think that um, that's another thing that ends up being... Something that you don't necessarily put too much thought into until you either know better or till you're forced to confront why you think away about something, right? Like how Mm -hmm. the experiences of your youth end up kind of quietly influencing the way or the places that you visit and kind of interact with. Right. So it was like for the longest time I was terrified of voodoo until I actually like read a link, opened a book, asked questions. And I had the most incredible experience in Cuba with the Afro roots tour. And they did a lot of Afro Cuban religion, um, Explanations and breakdowns and we visited like a museum that had a lot of historical artifacts and they did a nice explanation it, it was such a such a such an incredible experience and so for me it was just like that's another way that travel is so much more than vacation it's just like it gives you the opportunity to kind of like dispel a lot of the myths that you had in mind yeah. or to kind of like dismiss like the little things that you may have thought about like for example I work near Chinatown. And so a lot of my interactions with Chinese people can be judged, if you will, in the harshness of everybody trying to get someplace. It's fucking Manhattan. Everybody's in the way. You're surrounded by tourists. And then there's a bunch of Chinese people, signs in Chinese everywhere. And it's like, I know where I'm going at this point, but it's like, depending on which block and pocket you're in, when you don't know where you're going it's like the way a lot of chinese people would just not respect personal space zoom by Mm. and like you go into a store they don't pay you no fucking mind they it's like you're right fucking here no hello goodbye like the idea of american customer service just doesn't really exist like that so i for the longest time had like no desire to go to china it was just like all right well this is how the people from there are treating me here And Mm -hmm. I have not really, you know, I like, you know, this, the shout out to Norm. (laughs) I hate saying it this way. It's going to sound wild. But it's like, I have a lot of associates. And as much as I give characters in like movies shit about not having black friends, like I look at my regular life and I'm like, bro, all my friends are black, so I get your friends looking like you, but Norm is not like just an associate. (laughs) Like Norm is my friend and Norm is Chinese. So it's like, yes, I do have a Chinese friend, but he's like, he's the only person that I can say of Chinese descent that I have any actual, let me ask you this question. Like, let me not be out here looking stupid or all right. Well, the lady at the store said or did this, like, I don't know who else to ask, but you Norm. you know what I mean? So, Norm would give me, like, don't take this personal, or yes, this is why this, or no, and this, this means that, and blah, blah, blah. But when I finally got to China, and it was just a long layover, I had such an incredible experience. Not because the people were overly nice. They did a lot of staring. It was pretty weird and uncomfortable. However... (laughs) <laughs> the interactions that i did have with people was just another reminder that you you can't let the little pockets of life that you know be the only pocket you put your hands in. Like, exactly.
1: you know, put on another pair yeah. of pants. Go someplace
0: yeah. else. Try the back pocket. You know, the little pocket in the front that you're like, what's yeah. this for? Put your finger in there. Exactly. See what's going on. Give it a little rummage. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, go yeah, someplace, yeah. experience something, and don't let your dumb head, like your dumb experiences or your very finite and limited experiences kind of, you know, color. The way that you consistently go forward, especially when you get to a point in like adulthood and maturity where you kind of should say that, you know, better, you know what I mean? It's one thing yeah. to say, oh, I've never had this experience or I've never had the opportunity to step outside of X type of experience. But um, when the opportunity does come, like try to fully experience the opportunity as opposed to going through said opportunity with the blinders of the lens you already had that's been my personal experience
1: yeah i completely uh, completely agree with that like everything is about perspective so you start off you know if you have a bad experience consistently uh with a different culture or something um of course you're like, "Mm, let me be a little weary, like, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, all people are like that, but I'm all about make your own what is it? Make your own uh, opinion, you -hmm. know, outside of just that, because some people are just dicks like that, you know, in that area, but it's not the same everywhere. Like, for example, um, I'm in the process of learning Russian. Oh. Um, just because uh, when just I was a kid, guess. I had like a bunch of uh, Russian and Ukrainian friends. And okay. I went to their houses and I was like, oh my gosh, like they're so nice. They're so beautiful. I want to learn the language. But then when I grew up, they, same thing, didn't respect personal space, mm-hmm. um, were just super like, not super, but, like, aggressive yeah, um, and everything like that. And admittedly, my family was, like, you know, they're all like that, la, 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 la. And I was like, no, no, you have to look outside of your tiny, like, experience and give it a try. Like, Mm -hmm. it's scary. It's really, really scary. As a Black person, a Black woman going and traveling by yourself there's so many articles and so many like difference i don't i don't know i don't know obviously be wary but get outside and make your own experience does that make sense it does i feel like i'm like rambling no it makes
0: sense It, it it does have you had any of those experiences that kind of made something make sense for you in your travels
1: like um
0: clarifying moments in your travels if you will
1: in terms of like did i experience prejudice no like clarifying
0: not necessarily, not necessarily oh not necessarily it could be prejudice but like a clarifying moment or like a moment where it was just kind of like um okay well i thought x but now i'm experiencing P, and this is enough to have me rethink or move my hard line as to a previous um thought pattern
1: gotcha yes um the biggest and only place I've been was Italy uh so that's where I pull a lot of my experiences Mm -hmm. from but I was terrified to go I'm like what if you know these people are actually prejudiced what if uh the people around me, like, it's not safe, stuff like that. Maybe I shouldn't go to this shop. Maybe I shouldn't, like, walk alone, all that stuff. Um But when I went, I felt so welcome mm. and, if you will, normal. Okay, like, nobody yeah. Nobody stopped. Nobody um was like, oh, my God, you're Black. <laughs> you yeah. know, stuff like that. It was just a very – I felt – welcome, but like I lived there, if that makes sense. Perfect sense. Um, I did have a little bit of prejudice experience, but it was so funny because I, (laughs) I was walking, um, and I stopped with my kid and, uh, I had my bike in the way and this older woman was like trying to get past and I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. And she said something in Italian and my kid's like, she, like she said something about you being black. I'm like, oh couldn't I didn't I didn't even know. Like right. you know, I I wasn't even
0: hopped in
1: on that. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, huh. That's unfortunate. Don't uh, say what she
0: said. It's horrible. No,
1: exactly. <laughs> let's be let's be kind, you know, treat everybody with respect. Uh but yeah, yeah. I was I was really scared. Really, really scared of being unsafe
0: Mm. and that's reasonable because it's that's part of what keeps us alive right a lot of those reasonable concerns that have you second guessing things looking around and honestly that's one of the things that I always suggest people bring with them in like their travel toolkit if you will is their good sense and their intuition like if something doesn't feel right. Or if you're uncertain about something, like don't completely ignore it. You know what I mean? Like
1: exactly. it's one thing saying that
0: to question why you feel a certain way. And it's, mm-hmm. and I think that one of the ways to best prepare yourself for travel is to give yourself those opportunities to do that, to trust your intuition at home where you're on more safe ground, where you feel like you have Mm. more opportunity to risk or to, um, more opportunity to lose, where you feel safer losing, where you feel safer being wrong or just making the wrong decision, right? Like there's a certain level of, um, security you have in your hometown or in, um, the place that you currently live, where your support systems are, right? So giving yourself the opportunity or acknowledging when you are tuning into your intuition or um, kind of being present with your decision-making in
1: Mm
0: -hmm. very, or not necessarily very, but just in instances where you're making decisions or um, exercising choice, If you pay attention to it in and in my experience, this may not be everyone's experience, but for me, I feel that paying attention to how you make your decisions, why you make your decisions and the type of decisions that you make in safe spaces allows you to better trust the decisions that you make in um, spaces where you may not feel as safe. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's kind of like um, I tend to be slow with decisions for the most part. I, I Intentional, if you will, and not indecisive. Like, take your time. Yeah, I'm really legit just indecisive. But if I want to <laughs> fluff it up and make myself feel better about it, I'll say that I'm just intentional with my decisions. I'm very mm-hmm. risk averse. Like, I am very aware <laughs> of what X decision is going to cost me in all the different ways Got that it. I could think of it having any value to me. Um, that being the case... I try not to, like, when I think about it, I try not to beat myself up for past mistakes or past decisions and just focus on, well, what's the easy choice right now? Or what's mm-hmm. something that I can, you know... um choose first or choose easiest to make something a little less difficult down the road. And I find that when I am aware of how that process works, when it's not as difficult that I'm able to kind of better default with my decisions when they are difficult. And sometimes like the difficult decisions, like you don't necessarily have the time to choose. Like it's kind of like certain things, like do I feel safe in this space? Like if you walk into Mm -hmm. a bar and you read the room and it's just like, Oh, there are three people here. None of them look like me. It is dark outside. Yeah, And like certain cues, you know, how to read. And then also, you know, your tolerance for certain things, you know, like there's certain decisions that you have to make without a thought process, but that just tend to just be, what does it feel like? And if like, I don't know best how to explain that. Without saying like my, the way I process stuff in my brain is not necessarily in words, if that makes sense, but it's just like, I just, I just know what it is in my head without having, like, for example, if you think of the transcript of a thing, there are sections and lines and prose, and there is dialogue to it. The entire thing exists. Like it's like the entirety of a thought is in the book without it being the individual line. Like I'm not thinking through each piece individually. It's just yeah. like when I'm thinking about like what I'm doing when I come home, it's just like the totality of it all. And then making it smaller is where it gets stressful for me. It's like the,
1: Interesting.
0: the it, it, does that make sense? So it's like, I think so when I am making certain decisions It's not necessarily telling a story. It's reading a feeling. So it's just like, it all exists in one kind of like whiff of air. It's kind of like you're smelling something. And Mm -hmm. in that smell, you know that it's just like, okay, it's chicken. But then it's like, can you smell the garlic? Can you smell the fresh onion? Can you smell that there may be like cilantro or something else that's added to it? So Um, it's just like, exactly. So it's like in a moment, like, a thought or a decision sometimes isn't about all of the answers. It's not about the individual ingredients. It's like, what's cooking. Do you eat meat? It's that simple. Do you want this? Do you not? And if you can kind of make the decision, make a little bit less sense in the most comfortable way. Hmm. And I feel like that's only going to hit if it hits, but it's like, if, That's like, I have, you know, how you have like inside jokes. Well, one of the inside jokes with me and Jay is if you don't think about it, it makes sense. I don't know where the fuck I came up with that. I don't know (laughs) what the context I wish. I don't know what I was trying to explain, but it was one, but it makes perfect sense to me. There are certain things that if you don't think about, they just make sense. The less thought you give to it. Okay. That makes sense. But then when you start thinking through It's just like when you break it down into all of its individual details, it doesn't make sense. And some decisions don't make sense
1: if you don't think about it. Have you ever like going back a little bit Mm -hmm. experienced going out in your, you know, your neighborhood or your safe place, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. and had to make those decisions outside of your like comfort zone? if I'm making sense.
0: Yes. So like a decision that, um, let me think. So I think I can do a better example of like the inverse, right? So not necessarily a decision that I have that I'll make like in a more regimented and kind of broken down into its parts. But mm-hmm. if you don't think about it, it makes sense, right? So Qatar, if I think about what I did, it was an absolute terrible idea, but in the moment it made perfect sense. And it was the best decision for me,
1: Mm. but it was
0: one of those things where it's just like, I kind of just had to be very present in the moment and trust in individual decisions that were going to lead to a larger. And it's just like, Going with the flow is in my little world, I guess, a more readily accessible um, analogy of if you don't think about it, it makes sense. Just go with the flow. Just go like
1: I know what you mean. Dance
0: without worrying about the yes. Dance without worrying about the choreography. Just move. When somebody's like, Well, I don't know how to dance, I don't know what to do. Don't think about it. Just do it. Just move your body. Start with your shoulders.
1: Start with your hips. You know what I mean? It's
0: like, don't think about it, just be in it. And I feel like if you Mm -hmm. spend a little bit more time just in it and going with, okay, well, where's my body taking me? Where's my decision process taking me? What am I feeling in this? I guess more of the woo-woo. How do you fucking feel? Tap into what the energies around you are saying. Is the energy from the bus driver giving you absolutely not getting on this bus right now? Something about you is just, Sometimes don't think about why he's weird, sometimes don't think about what it is about this person. Mm-hmm. It could be absolutely nothing personal to that man. It could absolutely be like an ancestor or somebody just coming through in that moment and saying, "Yeah. Hey, I know that maybe his eyebrows will rustle something up in you from like uh, not even like yeah. on some deep repressed memory shit, but just like sometimes the 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 universe works in your favor in making mm-hmm. And having things happen. And it's not necessarily about the, well, let me see. He's got his uniform on. There are other yeah, people yeah. on the bus. When you start breaking it down and like analyzing your choice not to take that bus, no, it doesn't make sense. Cause you're like, no, I can't point out any reason why. Like, I exactly. didn't really want to be on that bus. But in that yeah. moment, you had a strong urge to just be like, oop, nope, maybe not. And, and you just followed take the it. Help. And sometimes it's like not thinking about it while you just have to be present. And I think to answer the question, where you asking for like an example in regular life? Right. Mm -hmm. Like smaller Mm -hmm. decisions, like the decision to go to an event or not go to an event. You can sit and think of like, oh my God, if I go, you know, I don't know that. I necessarily, I don't know how social I want to be. Like, is it, am I going to be able to go right after work? So, all right. So am I going to drive there? Am I going to take an Uber? So you have all of these pieces to the decision and it's kind of like, all right, well, what is the worst that can happen? What is this event? Mm-hmm. Is this something yeah. that is going to keep me out of my house until 1 a.m.? Am I, do I have any other responsibilities? So it's like in that moment, you can kind of say, well, what kind of, what the fuck matters to me? Am I worried about yeah. the commute or am I worried about my social battery? Okay. I'm more worried about the commute. My social battery, I know I could plug, unplug, and kind of figure. So it's just like in the moments where, okay, this is a safe decision. It's not the end of the world. It's not an end-all, be-all situation. It's not necessarily yeah. something that is going to make or break a break of friendship. It's not a familial obligation. It's something as simple as my homegirl invited me to some shit. It's not really my bag, but, you know, I actually do have time to kill that day. Or I have yeah. been committed to trying new things well, you know what? I haven't seen her in a really long time. And I would like to support her in this, like try and figure out in the regular minutia of life, the types of things that matter to you, the types of mm-hmm. things that are very front and present in mind when you have to make a decision, like certain information. I know I need up front. primary who all going to be there. I don't necessarily yeah. want to be around everybody. And it's not because I'm better than anybody. It's just that I I don't necessarily want to um, engage in certain dialogue or be in certain energy and in certain spaces and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what I mean by in the smaller instances, making those decisions and then something as simple as, all right, well, let me go and see how I like it. If I don't like it, I could turn around and come the fuck back home because guess what? I live an hour away. Or guess what? I'm going with my friend. And so I'll at least, so, so it's like in those situations and like those moments where the cost is low, you're home. Mm-hmm. It's not like you paid wild money to go to another country to then decide, well, you know what? I don't really like the bar where this artist is performing yeah. or well, what neighborhood is this going to be in? While those things matter, there's a certain degree of distinguishing Difference. I mean, you, I, I think at this point, it's kind of clear that I don't mean like do unsafe shit, but
1: yeah. I in those exactly moments
0: you when you meet, when you're uncertain about, oh, am I going to like it here? Or where you know that your fear may possibly be a little irrational or possibly yeah. something that's going to hold you back from something bigger and better lean back on the everyday experiences that you have know that you've done hard things know that you've made hard decisions and it's Mm -hmm. just like all right well I fucking decide what to eat for dinner every fucking night why can't I do that in Prague
1: yeah I could totally do that
0: I take the train here why the fuck can't I do that in Milan you know people like
1: you speaking into my life okay (laughs) okay my the goodness. same shit
0: you do here is the same shit that you can do abroad. The same energy you run the streets with on your block, on your work job, your grandma block, your great granddaddy block, your cousins block. Like <laughs> that same energy, bring it with you to your travels abroad. Yeah. Yeah. So Britt, any final thoughts for the people? Thank you so much for being here with me. No. It's a pleasure to see you your face for again.
1: Chilling with me. Ah, <laughs> um just like you said uh, just now, um, you can do hard things. And I think I'm a hip-a-fucking-crit, but, like, the biggest thing, takeaway, I would say for people is do it scared. Do it mm-hmm. fucking scared, man. Like Not a hypocrite. You did it because you were scared shitless of Italy and yeah. you went. So, yeah. not a hypocrite. I wish I had more, like um, stories and experiences that I could tell you, um, outside of just, you know, Italy, but yeah, do it scared, man. You never know what, you never know what's going to happen on the other side. You'll and I find think yourself you, on the other side, yeah. different stuff about yourself.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, um, a version of you under every rock. Um, and I think you hit Ooh. on a good, um, nail when you said I don't think you meant the point, but it was kind of like the point when you were saying, um, I wish I had more experiences and it's that there is value in the experiences that you have had, Mm -hmm. even though they may not be the end all be all of what you see for yourself. Like we all have more lives to live. Right. The, The fact that you want more is room for there to be more. And I, um, I am so glad you brought that up because I don't know that I often have the opportunity to be reaffirming or reassuring to people who may not have, um, a thousand, you know, cities visited 75 country stamps, you know, passport. I've been through six passports or, you know, passport, your travel experiences are just as valid. Like, Travel isn't just luxury. Travel isn't just staying at resorts. Travel isn't just, you know, um, flying. Travel gets to be your version of what that is going to be. like, And that's what I'm hoping that I get to um, share with you guys on the podcast, that it's more than just vacation. It doesn't have to be grandiose and extensive. It doesn't have to be... Well regimented and planned out, it can be whatever pocket of travel you find is going to work best for you and just because you even if you haven't necessarily left your neighborhood, that doesn't mean that you don't have any input on the travel conversation, right because I think mm-hmm. one thing that people forget is that we all traveled to where somebody else lives, and regardless of whether or not you've been anywhere, yeah. you live somewhere, so it's like your voice can matter. It's just maybe change the conversation. So, um, I'm really hoping that that we can, um, continue to have like these little, and this is what I love about just, you know, there's so much value in everybody. Like everybody feels like you need, like, you know, um, I've written seven books and I host this and, you know, like these really incredible, and there's nothing wrong with having really incredible, like, big ticket or high name guests and stuff. But like, there's so much value mm-hmm. in everybody. Like I fuck with all of y'all that fuck with me. Like if you are interested in being a guest, there are limited spaces left for this illustrious, uh roster of traveling shit guests that are on the, um, podcast with me, but I, I fuck with y'all all. I really do. And I'm so glad I decided on this for the five-year anniversary. Um, Thank you for being a guest in this um, really special month of a very special year for me. And if you're interested in being a guest um, for the remainder of the month, join the newsletter. There'll be a link in the description box. Join the newsletter and just reply to your welcome email and That'll be the way that you let me know. And I'll send you the link to do the scheduling and all that jazz. Um, Britt, where can the people find you? If you want the people to find you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can say it's well worth it being on the podcast. Um, Thank it. you. Um, yeah. Uh, people can find me, I guess, um, Instagram, this humanoid, uh, all lowercase. Um, I am going to put out a uh, an Etsy. There it comes. Coming goes. up here, uh, it's all about reading, like merch. Reading merch, like there's a shirt that says Scholast- "Scholastics Raised Us." Yes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I like stuff that. Like that, but also horror. So if you're interested in any of that, um, just stick around on my Instagram, and yeah, you will see it.
0: I will definitely have a link to your Instagram in the description box, and. Yes. Um, Thanks for rocking with us, y'all. See you next
1: week. Bye. Good boy.